now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. All right, good morning and welcome to the Vagistine Podcast, where we're always having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And today I'm super excited because we have our guest, I think our furthest away living guest, Hilda Adelanta, on our show today. So I'm super duper duper excited. Hilda, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, well, thank you, Vanessa, for having me in your uh, podcast today. Um, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and uh, be hearing your show from so far away. Um, I'm living in Amsterdam, so that's quite a quite a distance. Um, yeah. Well, um, so my name is Hilda. Um, I'm an illustrator based in Amsterdam, um, and uh, yeah, I actually just started illustrating about nine months ago. Wow. Um, so <laughs> it's quite, a, I, I, I loved drawing uh, all my life, but uh, I, I, I graduated uh, from my, psych- my <laughs> university degree in psychology. Yes. Um, so, and then I decided I'll take a break and uh, do something different for a little while. And I started drawing and uh, I started drawing my first uh, vulva gallery as a kind of a, uh, um, yeah, a, a joke to a friend, um, and uh, she responded so well to it that I decided, well, maybe I need to do this more. And uh, uh, yeah, since past last summer, um, I've been doing the uh, the Volva Gallery drawings. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so that's why I invited the amazing Hilda on because uh, I was, I think I. I think I was just reading an article in the Huffington Post a couple weeks ago, and I saw this vulva gallery, and it was amazing because I felt like Vagisim and vulva gallery <laughs> felt right in line. And so um, I saw Hilda's drawings, and it was all about acceptance of the vulva and you know confidence. And so those are all the things that we stand for at Vagisim. So I thought I'd have Hilda on to talk about you know, what kind of inspired the project and how we can build that confidence in our vulvas. But before we go any further, how do you define the vulva for those who don't know? Um, well, the vulva is, um, is, is just the, uh, yeah, let, <laughs> let me say, we use, usually people say vagina when they talk about the, the female genitals. Absolutely. Um, and I explicitly use the word vulva because um, the vagina is only the birth canal and the vulva is everything uh, outside. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the external uh, genitals. Um, so it's like the inner labia, the outer labia, the... Um, um, who all those words in English? <laughs> all of those words. We got it. <laughs> the mons pubis, the clitoris. Am exactly, I missing? The am I missing? Opening. Yes. Um, and the vaginal opening, but yes. not yeah, just everything external, uh, everything visible to the eye. Yes. Yes, and you know it's so interesting uh, that you say that because I named this project Vagisteam when I actually started out as trying to help women build confidence in their vulvas, but Vagisteam was so, I mean, the, the word vagina 
um, is so tied to the vulva that, you know, in the way that people think about it, that every time I would say vulva, people are like, wait, what? So in our first, in our, usually in our workshops, the first thing I bring up is, all right, you know, you know the word vagina, but here's a new word, vulva, which a lot of people are like, oh, wait, (laughs) I didn't know about that. Oh, what do you mean by that? So I'm so glad that you're using it um, appropriately and in in the way that, you know, that it's supposed to be used. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, it's also about (laughs) understanding anatomy as well. Like, when you use the, the right words, do you, you start to realize that there's so much more to it than just the vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way that I like to help people understand, because typically, like like you're like you're saying, it's such a new thing, and it's another part to describe anatomy that people don't know about. That I kind of say, you know, it's kind of like your face. So although you have like eyes, nose, lips. And, you know, eyebrows, those things make up your face. They're the individual that make up the whole. So the vagina is just one of the parts of that, of that complete face. So that, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like that helps people with understanding that new vocabulary. So shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you said when you started the Volva Gallery um, project that it was a joke as a friend. So what happened? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. No, um, actually, I, I got inspired about a year ago when I attended a lecture about um, labiaplasty. Mm. And, um, I, I learned there that labiaplasty is um, a cosmetic surgery to alter the size of the labia uh, minora, so the, the inner labia. Um, and I, I learned that there has been a very, very huge increase in the performed labiaplasties mm. all around the world in the United States, but also in England, in Australia. There has been a lot of research uh, about why this is happening. Um, but yeah, I was very shocked because there are many young girls that, that feel the urge to to um, to undergo cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about this with my friends and um, yeah, we were all astonished. Um, it, I think in the Netherlands, it's not as, as big. Um, so we were not aware about the fact that this this is really growing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after uh, yeah talking about it with your friends, I I, uh, I made it in the first Volvo gallery as a kind of yeah not not really a joke joke, but yeah after all conversations, you know, like okay, well let's show you the diversity that is out there um, because you know there is not just one perfect Volvo, and I think um, not being able to see this diversity. Um, makes you think that there's just one type of vulva that is the perfect type, but uh, learning that there is so much more natural variety uh, makes you understand your own anatomy better as well. Absolutely! Oh my gosh, that's great. So where could where are were they doing or are doing a lot of these uh, labiaplasting? Did women, I guess, in this lecture that they researched, why, why were women getting this done? A lot of women um, do this because they feel very self-conscious about their, their inner labia. Mm-hmm. They think they're too long. They, they feel that they're gross or weird. Mm-hmm. And they, they think that they are not normal, mainly because of, yeah, they see just one type of vulva. If you, if you Google for example, you Google uh, long inner labia, mm-hmm. you'll find like, like <laughs> the first things will pop up, private practices or 
cosmetic uh, oh. uh, practices that say, oh, um, so there's something wrong with you. We or, uh, we offer you this and this uh, surgery to make you look perfect again. You only see like medical photographs. There's no way in, in there's uh, uh, some projects like mine, but it's hard to find just pictures of vulvas with longer inner labia. If you go to pornography websites, you only see um, uh, vulvas with tiny inner labia, yeah. like those perfect tight uh, pussies. Let's yeah. say it like that. Yeah. Um, so you really get a biased view on how a, 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 an average vulva looks. Right. And the ones with long inner labia, they are the kind of the fetish kind of porn, you know? Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I guess if, if you're very, if you're growing up, you're young, you're, you're looking, you're looking on the internet to, to, to seek for a bit of affirmation that you're normal, you're not really easily going to find it and you'll get worried. And it's, it's very easy also now um, to get a cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. If you're 18, uh, you can, you know, save some money and let the doctor just cut it off and make you look like a... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Make you look like something, and and it's and it's so funny, um, you know, when we're talking about you know inner labia, which uh, when for the people who don't use the word labia, lips, um, yeah. we have two sets, so inner labia and outer labia. Outer labia are kind of like the bigger skinfuls, and the inner labia for some people hang down, some people hang down past the you know, outer labia, the outer lips, some people are really small. And so it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I constantly get questions about is on the first episode, very first episode of this podcast, I said something like the labia can be dark. They can be, you know, they can vary in color from deep purples and browns. And I got so many emails saying I didn't even know that or I didn't know that they could hang down. I thought mine were weird or I didn't I thought that you know something was wrong with me or it was discolored and like you're saying in porn the um lips are very light. So I know some people engage in like bleaching of the lips and you know to make to achieve this look like you're saying and these are all things that we don't have an opportunity to see. And what I found was even as me as a black woman trying to Google search what normal everyday, I put normal in quotes or everyday vulvas and everyday lips look like, you don't really see that either. You're right. And so I think it's even limited when you start talking, you know, you start talking about different ethnic groups and and um, different backgrounds, it's always this either this fetish, like you're saying, or it's just non-existent and we can't really find it. So that's what I thought was so interesting about your project, that it was giving this diversity and showing women that, no, sometimes they hang down, <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. one is longer than the other, and that's perfectly normal. Yeah, and it's not even sometimes, like half half of all vulvas uh, have longer inner than outer lips. Mm. So it's like 1.75 billion vulvas <laughs> with lips that are, <laughs> inner lips that are longer than their outer lips. So if you have a vulva like this, you're perfectly normal. There's nothing to worry about. And I also want to state clearly that I'm not against labiaplasty because of really medical purposes. Mm. Yeah. Like when you're really having pain or any other medical reason but the cosmetic like you're worried that you look weird or your bed partner is not gonna like it that's what i'm worried about yeah 
No, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, I've only read up a, a few things on labiaplasty, but what have you heard about or, you know, read about as far as the risk um, that go, if, the, if any risk? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's it's not like an open heart surgery. It's a small. <laughs> it's a small. It's a small, simple uh, 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 surgery. They they cut. Yeah, there are different ways of of uh, cutting away the the inner labia, mm-hmm. like tuck it in a little bit. But yeah, there's this one doctor in in the United States. He's called Doctor Barbie, and he's really really doing. Uh, the, the most uh, heavy job of cutting away as much as possible so you can wear leggings without having a camel toe. Uh, oh, come that, on. Uh, but the recovery is uh, is good. Um, and I think, yeah, it's not a dangerous um, uh, uh, surgery as far, uh, as far as I know. But, of course, the labia are a very important part of your uh, erogenous zone. Mm-hmm. They're very sensitive, very delicate. They are... Uh, uh, important uh, during sex, they they swell up, they get become sensitive. They're uh, uh, they give you pleasure as well. Mm-hmm. They're uh, a big part of your sexual organs, and when you cut away such a delicate part of of yourself, right there, um, yeah, I, I can imagine that maybe having sex in like a feeling kind of way will change. Definitely. So what has been the response from the project? I mean, I, on your website and for those who, (laughs) for those who haven't seen the project, it is, it has its own website and it's amazing. And it has its own Instagram, which I follow, but what has the response been from the project from all of these drawings? And yeah, yeah. yes, it's all watercolor, uh, all hand painted to both (laughs) us. Yeah. Um, yeah, the response of, have been so positive i'm 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 so <laughs> amazed by by all the the positive reactions i get uh on my instagram mm-hmm. under my captions that i write um but also private uh, messages and emails i i i actually i kind of expected maybe um it, it yeah maybe it feels controversial to to people or provocative mm-hmm. but I think because I I have such a positive tone and um, uh, also an educational angle uh, people will will uh, experience it as a very positive uh, uh, platform mm-hmm. um, so I get a lot of thankful messages um, young women that feel very emotional because they realize they are normal and they finally can accept their bodies and also guys that encourage me to do more like oh yeah and I have a friend and she's she's worried because she has wrinkly in her lips maybe can <laughs> you can draw those as well like guys are also very in, involved in my work and uh like encouraging me um and yeah there there has barely been any negative response wow. so it, it's really it it, uh, it makes me realize that a platform like this is is wanted and needed Many of the responses tell me, wow, uh, uh, in the past few days that I'm following you on Instagram, I've learned so much about the, the human body. Um, I've never learned this in any education that I ever had, um, which makes me very concerned about the educational level. For example, in the United States, most responses come from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it encourages me to put more information and, and explain more about, about anatomy and about, you know, uh, 
don't worry about how you look. It's it's all fine. It's all nature, and uh, you're you're great just the way you are. No, uh, you're absolutely correct. We don't have <laughs> we don't have the open conversations, uh, even the normalizing conversations around sex in the United States. And so, yeah, no. we have so much work to do because we're hardly even ta- even talking about it. So you can imagine that we're not even seeing normal picture, even just anatomical pictures uh, that that people really need to even see. So and so in my posters, I make like we have all of the parts. So we talk about the clitoris starting in fourth and fifth grade. We show the late the inner and outer labia. We talk about the diversity, but that's not everybody. <laughs> and so no. so I know that there are posters out there that don't show the labia at all. And some and I know there are, are a lot of posters, especially when we're talking about teaching younger, um, younger people, there's, they don't even talk about the clitoris. So then it's just this whole discovery way later in life, (laughs) um, that people are, that people are, are, are missing. So this, I, that's why I just think this project is so important. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And it's so weird because everyone has, a body everyone has sex so you, <laughs> maybe not everyone everyone but it's it's such a common thing and you know, for example the united states i think they have the biggest porn export worldwide really they don't they don't learn a, a, about any anatomy or about you know <laughs> diversity in bodies it's it's it feels so um how do you say that <laughs> it's just ve- it's very closed off it's very taboo yeah. Yes, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's astonishing, um, and it's I mean, normalizing is the first step. Like when uh, I also get the question like, oh, but shouldn't these things be private? Um, why are you showing these things so like explicitly? Yeah. Um, but I I don't think education is about being private. It's about teaching, and also um, uh, I think the fact that it is being held so private and no one dares to talk about it no one dares to just you know show the human anatomy in a book mm-hmm. the, the fact that everything is hidden makes that no one knows and that no one starts to accept and understand and a lot of confusion yeah. uh, comes from that Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the things that I love most about the gallery, I mean, besides all the shapes, sizes, and I, it seems like you pay a lot of attention to different skin tones and, um, and things like thigh gap, because I know that was a, a big thing that was that we were talking about over here. And you pay attention to, you know, just like different shapes, sizes, a different... Um, I always get questions from from women about like you know I I heard that I have like you know a fat pussy a fat vagina can you help me understand why and I, <laughs> and I'm like you know people have different you know everybody's body is literally different and so we can't yeah. keep doing this thing where we're comparing each other and comparing our sizes because it's just it's just not realistic but I my favorite post was from the other day where you talked about the mons pubis, or as as uh, for those who don't know what that means, is the is the mound when you look down the 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 mound under your belly that kind of starts that that that's the beginning of the vulva. If that yeah. I guess that's a the good definition. But I thought you just gave like real a really good um 
just description of, you know, sometimes it, you know, it's made out of fatty tissue. It's sensitive to estrogen, which for some people it's going to stick out more. And so when we're talking about like camel toe, <laughs> I'm like, this is literally a function of your body. Like it, yes. it's amazing. And I, I just thought the, the facts and the tips you gave under that was was great. Yeah, the responses to that post were overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was such a big issue, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very glad that I can explain uh, this and, and, and more things like these, just basic and anatomical uh, things. But these are things that, that uh, many women or many people with vulvas are, are concerned about. Like, oh, my, my vulva is so fat. Yeah. How, how do I take it away? Or yeah. can I take it away? But it's, it's just your body. Uh, and indeed, it's estrogen. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's natural. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had at my last, one of my last workshops, I had a woman say, how can I make it skinnier? And I was like, you can't really, um, that's not how it works. And so it's just, for me, it's all about building the confidence because, you know, there are tons of factors that are telling you that it's not normal or it's not pretty. And especially like you're saying, if you're looking at porn, we don't even have the body diversity in porn. Um, at no. times, unless you're looking for that. And so you don't really see a big, you know, a big vulva or, or a ch- I don't want to call it fat, but <laughs> a fat or chunky vulva or skinny vulva. So, I mean, people, yeah, people, we don't, we don't really see those images. So. No. And it's also, I, I think we have, we have the tendency to look at, at our bodies in good and bad. But I don't, I don't think that um, natural diversity is about good or bad. Mm-hmm. There is no bad in nature. <laughs> there are variations. And you can also see uh, your chubby vulva as being soft and squishy. And uh, look at how cute the hairs grow on it. And if you are having sex with your boyfriend, if you have a boyfriend, yeah. um, well, at least you don't get the bruises because your bone <laughs> is underneath. <laughs> you have a soft cushion. Look at it in positives and look at what 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 you have and and uh, the beautiful things about that every vulva has their own kind of beauty and I think it's time to look at it in a positive way again definitely definitely so um why do you think it's hard um for people with vulvas to accept that to to accept the look um yeah I think it has to do with um the fact that media show us one perfect body type Mm -hmm. and uh, um it's like what we've been talking about already it's uh, there's one perfect person and this person is kind of like the barbie like long legs uh, tiny waist Mm -hmm. big boobs round butt and a teeny tiny vulva and if you um if you don't look like them then something must be wrong with you Mm -hmm. and that's the image that is you know pushed in our faces since we are well little little babies mm-hmm. so it's hard to to uh, step step away from it and and look at it at it differently um, and also the availability of cosmetic surgery it's it's you know you, you type it in on the internet and it's all there and you can change yourself so um, so easily um, so I, I guess a lot of worry comes from that the media, porn, 
and the fact that everyone thinks they have to look a certain way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what advice do you have for some of us who are seeking to accept our vulvas? How do we build that, that vulva confidence, that vulva esteem? Start looking at yourself in a different way, not in right or wrong, not in good or bad. Like, don't think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really ugly. Oh, this, this is weird and flappy. There's mm-hmm. no weird or gross. Mm-hmm. Start to look at it. Like, look at yourself, touch yourself, feel how soft you are, um, how sensitive you are. And also what, what um, research uh, showed is that looking at different images of, of different kinds of vulvas helps a lot because you understand that there are so many different types mm-hmm. and your vulva is as normal as any other and is as beautiful, just in a different way. And if you have teeny tiny labia, that's perfect. If you have large inner labia, that's great too. Um, so I guess just... Take a step back, stop comparing yourself and and value your body just the way it, it, it grows and it is. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's the way I feel that I, I build my confidence with anything, but especially when we're talking about these parts. I mean, for me, it's literally standing in the mirror and being like, oh, okay. because being being for me it's about just like seeing it and seeing it over and over and over again for me to understand that you know there's different unique aspects about my vulva and different unique aspects about the way that I look or different unique aspects about my camel toe because it 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 is what it is so I'm just like I can't I can't I'm I'm not going to do anything about it this is a part that I mean brings me and when you think about it, I think adding to that I would add this is a part that brings pleasure this is a part yeah. that so many things for people who are mothers this is the places where you know you're giving new life and so like you're saying if we're we need to switch the script on it so I, I don't have children but for me I'm like this is the place that I know I have a good time so <laughs> so that's the way I think about it so yeah I think changing the script and looking at ourselves in different ways is definitely helpful. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I totally agree with what you say. I stand naked. I stand naked a lot. So I, <laughs> oh, that's great. Good for you. yeah, I think that also helps looking at yourself being naked and not being ashamed. I mean, it takes time. Believe yeah. me. Um, uh, it, it's not gonna change overnight. Um, but take the time to do so. Take the time to educate yourself and, uh, look at images, maybe talk to friends about it, open conversation, uh, stand in front of the mirror again and, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, indeed see, see your body as something that can give you pleasure as well, uh, instead of just being there to be pretty. Or- yeah. And so, and to be critical of, so definitely. Yes. Yeah, a softer look may help a lot of people. (laughs) All right, so we're running out of time, but I wanted to know where can we find you? Do you have any upcoming events or how can we support your work? Because, of course, it's amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Uh, You can find uh, my work at uh, thevulvagallery.com or um, yeah, on Instagram, thevulvagallery. And I sell prints and uh, uh, original drawings, vulva portraits, uh, custom customized work on Etsy. 
um, and that's on hildaatalanta.etsy.com. All right. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Hilda, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here with us and spreading that confidence that we need. And thank you so much for making this amazing project. We really appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> and uh, I wish you lots of luck with reaching many more people um, with these conversations because I think it's much needed and much appreciated. Oh, Hilda, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all. So thanks so much for listening to the Vagistine podcast. If you love the show, you enjoy it, make sure you tell a friend, number one. Make sure you subscribe, download, and make sure you rate the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We got to make sure that we're spreading the Vagistine gospel. Something else I have for you all is hashtag Vagistine goals. So hashtag Vagistine goals is a guide that you can access on the Vagistine website at www.vagistine.com. And you get the guide for free. And it's a guide to having great sex, having our great relationships and increasing our body confidence in 2017. So get your guide today, fill it out, reflect on the year, see how you want to improve your sex life for 2017 and make sure you hashtag it and tell us how your goals are going at hashtag Vagisime goals. So I'll see y'all real soon. I hope you're having a great year so far and I'll talk to you later. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I'm gonna get you when you call out this conversation. I always say gracious.